Hey, how you doing? My name is Luke Suit. I'm Scott Minema. And this is the Headwaters Church Podcast. And today we are joined by Aaron Wood. Listen to that applause. The the crowd is going wild. I think there's an applause button on Oh, there wait a minute. Somewhere. Let wait. me find that. Hold on. Hold on real quick. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nobody's ever gotten Ooh. applause before. That's Am I the first one? The first yeah. sound effect yeah. we've used. This is so great. <laughs> Aaron, welcome. Thank you. We are delighted that you uh, agreed to join us. You, this is like, this is like your last day for a while, huh? I am what? leaving on a jet plane, as where, they say. Where, where are you going? Kyle and I are headed to Europe with a f- our friends from Carroll High School. So, so, where where in Europe are you going? We are headed to uh, London and and Paris and all over Italy. Well, this is great. So we get we get you right before. You leave. Mm-hmm. This is your like mm-hmm. fifth fifth trip of that, right? You've been yeah. yeah you're a regular are, European we visitor. We are rookies. <laughs> we are rookies. Great. Well, we're glad you're here. We wanted to uh, we wanted to have you on and just uh, get to know you a little bit and hear a little bit about what's going on in children's ministry, both summer and then fall. Yeah. So we would put this in if we were looking at like the podcast categories. Of like a family discussion. This, I mean, this is for yeah. the the life and the body of Headwaters Church. And so, having other staff members, other ministry volunteers, people in to talk about what's going on in your ministry. Tell us a little about a bit about yourself for the body of Christ to know and to be edified and to be able to encourage. Yeah, yeah, great. And and oh, by the way, we have a we have a gift for you. Oh, um, uh, for being a guest on while on the recording. Podcast. And uh, go ahead, un- it was- unbox that and. This is great for an audio-only audience right here. (laughs) This was my prerequisite for coming on here. Was was. I get? She she kind of. It's like Christmas morning. She's quite the negotiator. (laughs) I will not come if you do not give me something. It 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 started it started with you know like cash and money and we ended up on a with a mug. Give you a play by play. The box is opened. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I've been envying the Headwaters Church podcast mugs for and, months now. And that is that is a unique version of it. I, it I like that one. The black handle is a little the different. Black hand, the black interior. Yeah. And I will uh, carry what? this with pride around the office because not just anybody has with, these. Uh, nobody. Good, it's with, just Scott no, and I. Yeah. With good earth tea in it. Yes. Yeah. Cinnamon tea. Yeah. Well. So we've already learned something about Aaron. You're a tea drinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. No coffee. None? None. Ooh. Next guest. <laughs> <laughs> Not a drop. Well, let's let's uh Aaron, maybe we get started here. Why don't uh why don't you tell tell us a little bit about how you came to know Christ? Well, I would say um I was so fortunate. We've actually been having this discussion a lot lately around our house. Um so fortunate to grow up with a deep faith heritage in my family. Um, on both sides of the family. And so I grew up in ministry. My dad was a youth pastor and worked with Youth for Christ for a long time. And um, I was in church anytime the doors were open. So I did come to know Christ at an early age. Um, I, I don't remember when it was, early elementary. And would say that I have been raised in the Word of God my whole life. Um when we talk about the relational part of that, I would say it became a lot more real to me as a middle schooler going to camp, just some 
teaching that really started to sink in for me. And then through high school, college, just those formative experiences that um, that just grew, stretched me even more. So, so um, a little bit maybe about your your family, how you came to Headwaters. Yeah. So um, Kyle and I just celebrated 15 years of marriage at the wonderful Huntington University. We actually, fun fact, we went to both Huntington College and Huntington University. Uh, Not everybody got to do that, so we got both. Um, We married 15 years ago. I missed that joke. Did they change their name? Yeah, during, oh, okay. while we were there, they, they moved from college to university. Great. Yes. Sorry. I, yeah. I, I, there was an insider there. I was on the outside. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This, uh, in so case we, you wanted we, to know. We entered Huntington College and graduated from Huntington University. What an upgrade. I know. Really. Um, so, yeah, we we have three wonderful daughters. Um, Olivia's in, going into seventh grade. Got to change my thinking here. Mia's going into fifth grade. Elsie's going into third grade. So... All two years apart. There you go. In school. All right. Uh, deviating. Well, not really. You grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Your parents had a, as you described it, strong faith heritage. Is there anything that they did or that you did that you could point to that suggests this was really formative? This helped me maintain faith, mm-hmm. whereas so many others who grew up in those environments have wandered away. Sure. Um yeah, I can point to a couple, one from each of my parents. Um, my, I just remember my mom growing up, um, seeing her every morning almost as I walked out to the kitchen. She was sitting doing some kind of Bible study. Um, she was very faithful in that. I can't point to many mornings where she wasn't doing that when I came out to the kitchen. Um, that was something that impacted me, just seeing her consistency, seeing her love of the Bible, her devotion to that. She led a lot of Bible studies. She was always involved. And she just, she really studied God's word all the time. And that was, that was something that I noticed. And I don't even really remember talking to her about it a whole lot. It was just something that she was always doing. Hmm. Um, My dad, same thing. My dad always was an early riser. So he'd be up um, reading, studying, but also uh, my dad's prayer life. I just, as we would encounter so many situations. We do hospital visits. We would visit family. We even just this last weekend being with family, dads, you know, everybody circle up. We're going to, we're going to pray over each other before we leave. So just never, uh, quiet about prayer, never shy about it. And I always appreciated that, uh, just his boldness in praying with and over other people. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Uh, uh, back to our uh, preset list of questions that we wanted to get through. How long have you been at Headwaters? When did you guys come? It'll be seven years this fall. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And just just because. Who was preaching that first Sunday the that you came The very first Sunday there? we came. I do. I have to give a shout out to uh, uh, Dave and Aubrey Wrench were the yeah. ones who dragged us here. And uh, Luke Such was preaching that day. That's really all I wanted. Oh, I wanted to know yeah. the, the reason they stayed is because they were they came on the week that I was preaching. You know the reason we stayed. It was not it because was the Nordines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly why. I'm not not fooled on that at all. The wonderful preschool teachers sucked my middle child right in. Well, speaking of preschool, you serve Christ here at Headwaters as the director 
a children's ministry. I do. Was that part of the uh, the big plan all along? No, never, <laughs> ever, ever, uh, ever. So how did you fall into that? Uh, I will never forget. It was actually just almost exactly three years ago. I had a phone call to my phone from Pastor John Such saying, hey, we've got this position available. And I thought he wants me to sit on a panel of parents or volunteers to help. You know, who are we going to be working with? And he <laughs> said, I'd like you to consider putting in your resume. And I laughed <laughs> because he knew this was no never part of my plan. We've um, had recently had John and Amy over for dinner, and I said, I grew up in ministry, and man, we support this ministry. We will support it with our time and with our finances and our prayer, but I, it's not something that I want to be a part of um, working for. And so I laughed is what happened. So after you got done laughing, yeah. right, what, yeah. so what kind of transpired from there? I guess in a, maybe a more serious vein, how did, the, uh, how, did the, how did the Lord work in your family's heart and collective heart, right, and, and move you yeah. in this direction? It, it was a mighty work. It really was. Um, I was looking, back, looking to getting back into education full-time. Elsie was going into kindergarten. Uh, I'd been teaching preschool part-time just to be able to be home and be on my kids' schedule. Loved it. Uh, just was looking for something full-time. And there were still a few concerns I had, namely just the uh, flexibility of, you know, being able to go to Elsie's classroom every week for kindergarten uh, stations, whatever, centers. Things that I'd been able to do with my older kids because of my preschool schedule and Full, going full-time anywhere was going to be a hindrance to that, but really felt like it was time to, to go back full-time. Um, so I would say one of the, as I started looking at it, it was like, well, this offers a lot more flexibility in that, you know, all my kids are in school. Ministry happens all the time. It's not a just while kids are in school type of thing. So um, that was one of the things that God... <laughs> released for me a little bit as I was still just feeling that little guilt factor of not being able to be fully, you know, field trips, all those things. Um, so that, that was one of the things that God just eased for me right away. But it, just in terms of committing to ministry, um, I think the phrase that I kept using those couple months, were, it was just, uh, I said to John several times, you messed me up. Who said my name? Who, where did this come from? Why does anybody think that I'm qualified to do this? I have an education degree. I don't have a ministry degree. I'm not trained in theology or ministry education. I just, I felt so inadequate. And um, the Lord was so gracious to bring so many people to me during that time and say, have you considered this job? Um, I just think you'd be great for it. Or as soon as I heard this position was open, I knew you were the one that was going to take it. Or, um, you know, we see these unique qualifications that you have that you think are served for education, but we really think are great for ministry. And um, it just really, it was a great encouragement. And I just, I couldn't let it go. At the end of the day, it was, I felt like there was um, some work to be done. And um, perhaps I was supposed to be, working for the Lord all the time. Mm. Great. 
What have you've been doing this three years now? Yeah, almost three. Okay, so when you look back on it and you think, I'm not, I, I'm not prepared for that. I'm not ready for. That. What have been the challenges that have showed up in this role? What have been like the surprise? Like, oh, I didn't think that would be hard. Or, or I mean, you can take the question on the flip side as well. What sure. unexpected delights have you had trying to minister to kids and parents? Um, challenges. I would say what comes up more than anything is still my own inadequacy. I just, I'm learning new things all the time. Like what? Um, just studying. Not, not to try to get no. too personal with you here while we're recording. Never, I've never divulged any of you this. You can't hide. Um, well, nobody's nobody listens to this <laughs> podcast anyway, so just, it's just the three of us. It's all I, good. Great, great. Um, I, I, over the last probably 10 years, have begun studying God's Word in a different way than I ever have before. Um, just in the, in the churches that we've been in, the one prior to here and, and now at Headwaters, uh, just, I felt really starved for knowing God deeply. And I knew a lot about the Bible. I knew, I, I knew I loved the Lord and that I had been saved by grace. And that was not a question for me. Um, it was just the more deep understanding of what is it that I love about the Lord? What is it that he wants me to know. And, um, so I would say that just the hunger for God's word, just as I've come. So even that still, I work with people who are just very trained in to do what we're careful. I was not what I thought you were very trained. All right. Fair enough. Um, and, and there are a lot of times where I, I have to, choose to be, it's not a hard choice, choose to be thankful for what I'm learning sitting around the table rather than I'm, I don't, I can't participate in this discussion or I don't, what do I have to offer this? And, uh, it's been a great, it's been great for me and my own just digging into my faith. Um, more of the just day in and day out kinds of things, I have been surprised over and over. Uh, several friends warned me against taking a job like this. Friends and family that have, have uh, education backgrounds who joined ministry. Um, you know, it's, Aaron, you're, you're going to have to serve every week. You're, gonna, you're never going to get to sit in the service with your family. You're never going to um, be fed the same way. You're, it's always, you're just going to be pouring out, and you're just going to be exhausted. You're going to... and um, the blessing of this church, I will never stop being excited about, and I will never stop sharing. Um, our our volunteers, just on a Sunday morning, on a monthly basis, I see close to 150 volunteers on a monthly basis. It's like 10% of our church are serving on sure. a Sunday morning. Just in kids. Just in kids' ministry. Yeah. That doesn't touch any other ministry. Uh, that doesn't include our Wednesday night program. How, how many volunteers are in Awana? Seventy, and not a lot of them overlap. So I, I feel like that number is low. The seventy it's, is it's that is 70, that all it is? Seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see, I see close to two hundred volunteers on a monthly basis, and some of those are weekly volunteers. When we talk about Awana, that's every week. I have a lot yep. of Sunday volunteers that are weekly, and. Um, I am overwhelmed by, 
I don't have to close classrooms. I don't have to turn kids away. Um, it's just, that's a reality and a weekly thing at other churches. And I just, um, the blessing just is poured out and we invest in kids ministry here and that it blows me away. I'm humbled by it. I'm thankful for it. And I sit in church with my family every Sunday. Yeah. And to that end, uh, so I, I'm just by the nature of where I've gone to school, I have a bunch of friends who are in ministries all over the country. And when we we get together, we talk about church and routinely the thing that they're most like befuddled by is the number of volunteers, particularly in kids ministry that, that this church regularly sees. And so, uh, I mean, this is us talking with you, but in in your ministry that you oversee as well, um, thank you to our church family for, for being a group of people that, a buck that trend, you know, yes. there, there's so many places where it, it and on one, it's hard to get anybody to show up at all, Yes, but even two, uh, many places, someone will be like, I'll be there, but I don't want to have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about it. I'll mm-hmm. just show up, give me the script. I'll read the script and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I could not, it would be difficult for me to find somebody who has that attitude. Yes. I, I'm shocked at the, the quality and the, and the, time investment, the intellectual investment, the theological investment of our kids, teachers, and leaders who go, all right, I have a great burden and responsibility to communicate the Word of God to these young people. I want to do that to the glory of God as best as I can. So all that to say, kudos to you, Headwaters Church. Thanks for uh, making this a unique place in terms of the amount of people that are willing to volunteer their time. Yes. Yeah. What do you... uh, What does a week in the life of director of children's ministry look like? What are your, some of your goals? What are some of your responsibilities? Just, you know, for those of us that may not have any, never, we've never thought about it. Sure. Uh, Aaron's life goes to the soundtrack of Sandstorm by Darude. It's, it's the, like the techno just, (laughs) Scott has no, because I have no idea. Scott has no idea. Aaron's with me. Do you hear in the headlines? Sandstorm. It was big, it was a big deal. Yes. Early, mid (laughs) 2000s. It, it is just, it is, it's always moving. Um, it's, I would say there is, there is some familiar beat to it, but also there are differences every week. So, uh, you know, I, it's a big deal to make sure that I have teachers and volunteers filling all of my spots. You know, it's something that I just constantly am doing, making sure that all, all the places are covered. Um, I, our teachers get their curriculum at the beginning of every week, so they know what their lessons are that they're teaching. And our assistant in the office, she takes care of sending all of that out for me. So there's things that I've been able to um, send out to other people to help with. Um, Miss Amy Such is my classroom fairy. That's not her official title, but that's what I call her. Um, <laughs> How does she feel about she, that title? She loves it. It's really magical. <laughs> and that, it's because that's what she is. She's magical. Um, she, she, her goal is to make sure that Love the you, classrooms are, are ready for kids and that that's obvious. You know, she says, um, we're ready for you and we 
we are glad you're here is is her goal. So I also am She literally not, sets up little scenes with the toys does. in every single room. She, like Minnie is napping on the cot. I know yeah. Amy's been there if That's Minnie right. is asleep on the cot in the one's nursery. So um, she just, she has a specific way and it's it's really precious and it lets the the volunteers and kids know we're ready for you. And so there are things like that that are not on my plate every week that are on a lot of... Uh, children's ministry directors plates every week. So um, I get to do a lot more peopling, which is great. Mm. Um, Just the, you know, meeting with families and uh, meeting with other children's directors across the area, have a great network of of collaborators, um, prepping for events. Um, Just it's it's always different, but my days go by very quickly. So Mm. you mentioned curriculum. How do you how do you decide what curriculum curriculum to use? Is there a I mean is there like a master plan for curriculum? I mean if 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 my son or daughter starts in kindergarten and goes all the way through children's ministry, is there a are they getting exposed to the entirety of scripture or you know is there a big plan there? How does how do you how do you That's uh, a plan good that? question. That's a good question, Erin. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very loaded. Um, <laughs> yes, so kids start, we start teaching f- like formal lessons when kids are about the age of three or just about to turn three. Uh, but we have, you know, big big picture storybooks in the younger groups, and um, they loved stories all the time and music. So, you know, we try to incorporate that. But uh, as they get older, yeah, the preschool age, it's just the big story of the Bible, the big story of God, some, some big truths about the Bible. God loves me. Uh, Jesus came to save me. Just those very basic, but an understanding of the Bible as a whole. Um, but our preschool teachers, their goal is to get through the Bible with them in those two years. So, yes, there's exposure at that age. And then as they go through kindergarten to fifth grade, they should go through, and uh, we use two different curriculums currently, Answers in Genesis and um, Lifeways, the Gospel Project, and they are going through the Bible um, at least twice right now in in those services. So if they're here from 9 to 12 on a Sunday morning, really they're going through the Bible four times before they graduate kids' ministry. Mm. So, yes, yeah. they're... I don't know if yeah, I, I, am you, I allowed to say this. Yeah, good. You do you. Curriculum is hard to find. It's hard to it's hard to peruse. I'm scared. What is she going to say? You, you <laughs> just stepped into something you don't even you know. Don't even this know. Is, this was to. not a plant. Oh yeah, no. Oh. Go ahead, Aaron. It's just, curriculum is difficult. Um, our goal is that we are teaching the entirety of Scripture to kids. Uh, we don't want to dumb it down. We want the truth of God's word to be evident. We want kids to have an understanding of the entirety of Scripture. Mm-hmm. How does the Bible work? What What is the purpose of God's word to us? Being able to describe what the gospel is, um, as well as the narratives that weave all of that together. And as I look through and peruse, I think there's also the element of age appropriateness and not that uh, it's not appropriate for a five-year-old to read scripture, but we also want to teach it to them in a way that they can understand the truths that are being taught. So 
uh, we are we've assembled a team. <laughs> Luke and I have have begun working with a team of people to start creating our a curriculum that kind of serves both of those purposes. Yeah, we're, we're in I, the very infancy of very writing infancy. our own curriculum. I, I don't even know if we've given birth to this yet. It's just, it's very, uh, it's huge. This Early on. It's very early. Um, it's it's exciting to think about. It's a lot, it's it's a, an enormous task because we want to do justice to what God has for kids. Sure. So since Scott opened the door, it, and it really came about because because of what I mentioned earlier, you walk down the hallway and you go, man, there's some really high quality teachers. There's high quality uh, creative minds involved. Yes. If you walk through and you're like, man, I would have never thought to teach the Bible that way. That is a brilliant illustration. Or that's a, like a brilliant word picture for kids. And we thought if we could grab enough of those people and put them in a room together that we could... And this this sounds teetering right on the edge of hubris, but um, create something that is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to to throw every other curriculum down the drain, but I I will no. always tell the story when I I became a youth pastor for the first time. The church bought me curriculum before I got there, and I showed up and I opened it and it's it introduction. You want to try to establish a personal connection? Try telling a story. And I was like, okay, this is written for somebody who has no idea how to teach the Bible. Mm. And that was all I knew how to do. I didn't know how to do anything else, but I, all of my efforts and thoughts were on how to teach the Bible. And so we have so many people who are really gifted in that area. Can we um, produce something that is more in-depth? And so uh, we'll just mm-hmm. see, Anna, we've opened the door here. Um, we've talked about it as a curriculum of biblical literacy, and there's two sides to that, one side being the the grand narrative, the overarching oh, narrative good. of scripture. Yeah. And then the other side being a, a theological look at a, a more of a biblical theology, but in, you know, it, it flirts in between biblical theology and systematic theology to say, what does that narrative tell us? How does that fit into the big picture? But also what are the theological claims or assumptions or realities that are contained in that? Mm-hmm. And so the, the big goal is to try to put that together in a way that I think, I think again, all of this is very fluid. Please don't hold us to anything that I'm saying right now. Um, I think that will be uh, on a two-year rotation that you get mm-hmm. through. Um, one week is on the narrative, and then the next week is on a theological theme that is in that narrative. And so you get two weeks on the same narrative, and there's 52 stories, and it goes through the entire Bible in that way. So mm-hmm. we're working through it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It may never see sunlight. It may be something that we just go, hey, that was a good a good thing that Gave we tried for try. a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's it's helped, at least for me, it's helped us think about, like, how are we educating our children in the Lord already? Mm-hmm. And so just that question in and of itself and being encouraged by the other people in the room. It's yeah, well, I've, even with the people in the room, I've had teachers follow up with me and say, hey, after our discussion about curriculum, you know, it really made me think about the way I'm doing this in my classroom with kids and it's you know just constantly evaluating how why are we doing what we're doing and yeah. and what's most beneficial for these kids that we have for just this given time well i'm encouraged just by hearing this for the first time but and, and especially <laughs> no 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 especially especially co- approaching it from a redemptive storyline so how all of these old testament books and old testament stories ultimately 
point to Christ. We've we've talked just mm-hmm. a little, right, about some of that. And because so much curriculum, and I don't have ours here at Headwaters in mind with this statement, but so much curriculum out there is so moralistic, right? Yes. You know, it's like, yes. you know, teaching through First Samuel and, and David and Goliath, and you can conquer the giants yep, yep. in your life yes. like David does. And it's like, David's not the hero of the story. Right. God's the hero of the right. story, right? And so um, being able to teach it from a, a perspective of re, that redemptive storyline and then the theological underpinnings and, and the emphasis on, on the character person, the character of God, person of Christ, that's, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. We're going to, this will be, this will be, we'll keep this podcast, like we'll keep repeating it just to keep it out in front of you. So, <laughs> you know, we'll put, keep the pressure put on. Put Aaron on the schedule every six weeks. Yeah, how so we how's doing the, on the curriculum? curriculum thing coming along? Uh, so, as, as soon as she gets back from Europe, there's just the sticky note on her desk. That's it. You'll know where Come it came back. from. <laughs> uh, well, and I'll follow this up a little bit with, you had asked a question of me about curriculum with the with my predetermined questions, and this fits in great with that because I get to brag on our teachers a little bit. So we do provide a curriculum. I had a new teacher uh, who just started in the springtime, and she was willing to teach four-year-olds, which not everybody is willing to do, and she said, um, I, for the record, I am not willing to teach four year olds. I, I, dr- I draw is. the line yes. right there. And that's okay. And <laughs> just, she just was kidding. excited about it. And she said, uh, oh, and by the way, do I get a curriculum or do I just need to come up with my own? So we have people who are willing to just jump in and say yes. But I know I, I do. I provide all of this for you. And so the kids are all on the same track every week um, based on their age and where they're at. And, you know, first hour, second hour, all of that. But. Um, even though we give those those bones to the teachers, and they do have you know activities you can do and and different ways to pull kids into the story, I walk down the hallway and it is not six cookie cutter pictures. Oh, no. oh, I no. walk down and I have just gotten emotional as I pop in the rooms and I see you know first graders doing this and I see third graders doing this and just you know dramatizations and and whole class activities of hide and seek of these objects and I'm I'm walking down the the hallway just in tears going we are so blessed with this group of teachers I give them what is the narrative and the big idea that they're teaching that week and they just run with it and they are so prepared you don't see teachers walking in just flipping through their notes on a Sunday morning unless I've in fact called them up on a Sunday morning and say I need you to teach today other than they are just so prepared and eager to teach God's word to these kids that yes, they do have a curriculum, but it is, it is teacher led. Mm. It is driven by their love of God's word and their love of teaching that to kids. Um, I have a teacher who every week writes the passage that she is teaching to the kids on giant post-it poster paper and sticks them to the board and they go through verse by verse and understand what God has for them in that passage that week. And it's just, there's a passion of, of teaching God's word to these kids. So, um, we're immen- immensely blessed on this. So blessed. Yeah. There's, there's lots of, uh, things that you could, uh, point a finger at our church and be like, I don't know about that. And there may be a lot of, uh, legitimacy to it. Uh, the quality of children's teachers is not going to be show up on that list anywhere near, no. um, podcast 
very questionable. I don't know about that, but in terms of uh, quality of the children's teaching, I, I've yet to see it rivaled. Yes, I yeah. would agree. Well, as we think kind of just winding up, what, what's on the horizon for children's ministries? What, what's going on this summer? What do you, what do you got going in the fall? Can you, is there any, Yes. can you give us yes, a peek? Yes, a little bit. It? Okay. Um, VBS is something that we do every summer, and this summer is really exciting. I probably say every year, this is the best VBS curriculum, and I'm so excited to do it. This is the best one ever. I'll probably say it again next year. I don't know. But this one is, it's called Twist and Turns, and it's following Jesus Changes the Game, and um, just how God directs our path and leads us where where we're supposed to be. And I, lots of narratives about Peter is what kind of our emphasis on the week. And it will just be a really great time of the kids being able to dig in. What I love about VBS is each, you know, their kids are here for three hours and everything that they do, every station they visit is infused with that story that day. So, um, you know, down to the snacks that they eat they're they image, whatever the lesson is. And it's just, it's really fun to see them get to be immersed completely in that during the week. Um, so yeah, it's giant game board. Think like, you know, Candyland or Pac-Man going down the hallway. It's going to be very fun. What are the dates? It is July 17 to 21. Uh, we also have a fun community night the week before. So is, that's is the sign up already open? The sign up is not open yet. The okay. volunteer sign up is open. Oh, so there please you go. Go volunteer. Come volunteer. The sign ups will be open in a couple of weeks. Um, we're going to have a community night. Our we have not had very many people from our community uh, join in these indoor events like this. Mm. We've had great success in our egg hunts and our trunk or treats that we do outdoors and. Uh, and the community feels very welcome and and enjoys those big activities. Our our kind of in-house activities, we're working on growing those for the community. So uh, we're hoping that this fun event, the it's the 12th of July, the Wednesday before. It's just going to be a big cookout, uh, hope, hoping to have some live music that's in the works. And... Um, having, you know, hot dogs, snow cones, that kind of fun, but just big games with families. We want our neighborhood to come out and see that and encourage them to come and join us at VBS the following week. So, Great. Yeah. And anything else you need to touch on for the fall or that's the you big know, one. Yeah, that's the big one. All right. Most important yeah. question at the very end. Who's your favorite Headwaters Church podcast host, co-host? Oh, oh. What? No. Yeah, this right now. Really yeah. No. Take take your choice, Aaron. Oh. oh. Um, you know, I when I come back in six weeks, I'll I'll have my answer ready for that, maybe. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Scott, anything else we need to cover? No. Oh, no, right. this, <laughs> no. We should just end it here. We should end right. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for uh, chatting yeah, with it's us. It's great to have you. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. It, for have me. a great vacation. Yeah.